Well, casting down all fears, amen, to cast down, amen. We have the power to cast down. You know, the Bible says that God's given us the power to bind and to loose. God has given us the authority to cast down burdens, to cast down those things that haunt us, those things that are uh, illegal. You know, fear is illegal. The devil is illegal. You know, we don't even belong to him. I just thought about that. And he's always trying to act like he's our father when he's not. Amen. We're not his children. He has no authority over us, but he's always trying to get in there, trying to take authority, you know, where he has done. Amen. God's given us the authority in the name of Jesus. We have authority to bind and loose. We have authority to allow or disallow. What we allow, God allows. Heaven allows. What we disallow, heaven disallows. So we have all heaven backing up what we do, the decisions that we make. If they're right decisions according to the word of God, all heaven backs us up. Amen. So we're not just lone rangers out here doing some type of work, but we're obeying the word of God. And the word of God says that whatever we don't like, when the enemy comes and tries to illegally move in on our territory, we have the authority to bind him and put him in his place, which is under our feet. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to always stay in line with the word of God. Now, whether we're in line or not, the devil will come. So we're all prone to timidity or fear. But when it comes, we're to cast it down. Now, sometimes the devil, see, he's uh, a defeated foe, but he's clever, and he comes in a not so, he don't announce himself. I put it to you like that. He's sneaky, and he tries to come in the back way, the back door all the time. So we have to do is we have to stay alert, not sleep. Wake up, sleeping church. Wake up. (laughs) Arise, oh sleeping giant. Amen. Arise and become whole and strong and new. And we don't have to take what the devil dishes out. Amen. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 1 it talks about the spirit of fear which god did not give us amen god is looking for those who show themselves fearless amen even in the face of persecution that girl miriam that uh woman that was in uh you know the i can't think of where you know the yeah whatever she showed herself fearless when they were, I don't know if I could have done that. Amen. But she showed herself fearless when she was not asked but demanding, demanded or commanded to renounce Jesus. Amen. And she wouldn't do it. And she's now here home, but I'm sure there was nights her husband cried and he didn't know if his wife was going to live and she is pregnant and then she had the baby. Could you imagine what labor was like in, in enemy camp? I couldn't imagine giving birth to a baby in Islamic water, you know, just horrible. But, you know, God gives us the strength. He sustains us. You know, that his grace is sufficient. That's what grace is. It sustains us. 
it enables us to endure to the end, and that's what she did. And the out, so the outcome when we resist the devil and we resist fear, the outcome is always victorious. And that's why her outcome, amen, was victorious because she resisted, she withstood, and she didn't cave in. So even in, per, in persecution, she stood against fear, amen. Because fear tries to stop you cold in your tracks. But she fought back. You have to fight fear. We need to challenge the enemy. And this is what Miriam did. She challenged the enemy. She said, no, I will not renounce Jesus Christ. Amen. So the fight was on. But she won because whenever we take a stand for Jesus, amen, he always sends help. He is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. He will not subject you to shame. So he is with us. The Bible says as a mighty, terrible one. See, that they, that country saw our mighty, terrible God. Amen. Hallelujah. He showed up and he showed out. Praise God. And the devil did so many things to try to stop her. But every time there was a loophole, God got her out of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Could you imagine how her faith must have waned when she got to the airport and they locked her back up, took her back to jail? See, that's how the devil does. He makes a, a utter evil show. He likes to use God's people who stand for something, like to make them look bad. You know, and that's why, you know, Jesus was so talked about and so persecuted. Because when you're on the right side, when you're doing something for God, there will be persecution, but you're not in it by yourself. Amen. There were people praying for her all over this country, all over the world. People prayed and God inhabits the praises and the prayers and he had divine protection around her. I'm sure she didn't see it, probably couldn't feel it. Amen. All she saw is those guards that guarded her like she was a giant, which she was a giant. <laughs> she was a giant. And they guarded her. You know, and I'm surprised they didn't put her in shackles 24-7. And it's just sad where this country is going, you know, with uh, your belief, with the beliefs. But I'm telling you, there's people who are taking a stand for God, who are not going to fall for um, this misrepresentation. But getting back to fear, you have to challenge fear. You have to challenge the enemy when he threatens us with fear. He threatens everybody with fear. Amen. Satan wants us to give up and quit through fear, through intimidation, through our insecurity, through our weaknesses. He tries to get us to open the doors for the enemy. Now, what opens the door? Fear. Nervousness, tension, anxiety. You know, when you that's giving the devil a little too much attention, like he's your Lord. And when you worship him, see, the spirit of fear, that's like worship. Amen. Worship to the enemy. And that makes him more powerful. And he'll push you around even more. So the thing to do is to, to take a stand and go out on a limb and resist him. You can resist him using the word. You know, you can resist him with your mouth. You can resist him with your actions. Do the unthinkable. Amen. Do the unstoppable. Because that's what we are. 
we're unstoppable. So why don't we turn to Second Timothy 1. Hallelujah. Verse 7. And it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And this power is overcoming power. It's not just any power. It's the power to overcome the enemy. Amen. It's the power to put him in his place when he gets out of hand. So this is the overcoming. Or in other words, it's the power from God to overcome. So God does not leave us out there by ourselves. He's given us the power to overcome any onslaught of the enemy. Amen. No matter how big or how small, he's given us the authority and the power to place the devil under arrest and keep him there. Amen. So in other words, this is the power to endure because grace gets involved. Every situation that you come into with the devil, when you come against him, there's grace to help you. There's a power, spirit of might and power that God will put on the inside of you. There's the word used as a sword, used as, um, let's see, what I, there's so many other different ways you can, you can, you can do Everything that the Lord has told you to do, divine wisdom, he'll give you that divine knowledge. He'll tell you how to take the devil down. Amen. It's just like he told Daniel. He says, pick up a, a, a smooth stone. And that was divine wisdom and divine revelation. And he says, put it in a slingshot, you know. And that was divine wisdom. So there's so many ways God can help you to to take down a giant. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to be in a position to hear God's voice when the devil comes. We have to have boldness of the Holy Spirit to carry out whatever it is that God has told you to do. And you have to have the power to endure. Amen. Endure hardship. And it all comes through faith by grace, through faith. Amen. Power to take down an enemy is our responsibility. We look for God to do it, but it's our responsibility because it's your assignment. Amen. It's your assignment against the enemy. So God has uh, ordained us to do what he's told us to do. But, it, but he can't do it for us because it's already, he's given us all, everything that we need to take down the enemy. But it's our responsibility. Now, fear comes in because of responsibility. Now, y'all here today. See, we get in fear because we don't want to face the responsibility. So we get into fear. That's how fear comes in. Lack of responsibility. It's like, well, God, I'm doing everything I know how. We fall into self-pity and anger because we don't know how to go forth in power. Amen? And it starts with that responsibility factor. We don't want to assume our responsibility or our end of, of uh, coming through as pure gold. We don't want to do that because it looks too hard. Amen? Where it looks like uh, we'll never we'll never get victory. You, you understand what I'm saying? But those are just things that the devil puts up there as part of his his annihilation plan. Amen. Against us, he tries to make things look like you'll never get victory because he makes things look like it's too hard to accomplish. Amen. 
he makes it look bigger than what it is. Amen. And so what we have to do is trust God because it's not us. It's not for us to look at something or situation and, and try to figure out from what it looks like how it will end up. We have to have that knowing, that understanding. We have to have that perseverance and that faith in God that he's going to come forth with some plan at some time that we will come out victorious. Amen. So the word fear means flight. So you want to take flight when fear hits. Now you see why, God, why the devil puts fear into you so that you can take flight. Take flight on a, on a, a project or take flight on a situation. Take flight on a stand. Just take flight. Leave. Stop. Amen. It also means terror. It means dread. It means panic and alarm. Amen. It means scared. Amen. And so the devil wants to frighten. It also means frighten. Dismay. Intimidation. Anxious. Apprehension. The English word uh, meaning for a word for fear is phobia. So put that in your pocket. You, you can just go on from there. Amen. Next is medication. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's where it leads. Amen. The Greek word, in, uh, English word is phobia. The Greek word is phobio. I think that's how you pronounce it. So it's like this. The devil wants you to be phobio of all men. Amen. Of all men, which is destructive. Amen. But God says that we're supposed to have a reverential fear of God, which is constructive. It's destructive to be phobio. Or to have a, a fear man. And that's what the devil tries to create. He creates invisible monsters in your mind from one person's voice. Amen. And see, we've all been given a voice, but the devil is always using his voice louder and stronger than the, the casual Christian. And I'm saying casual because the, the church of the living God is not afraid of a few words from the devil, amen, because we know how to call it down and, and kill it and annihilate it in its baby stage, amen, hallelujah. Now let's go to Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29, hallelujah. So just because the devil gives you a death sentence, you don't have to, you don't have to settle for it. That's what I'm saying. So you come back and you read him his, the riot act. Hallelujah. I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. See, and we've taken authority over that death sentence that the devil tries to put fear in us. And that's why there's so much emphasis put on titles. You notice there's so many titles. When we were kids, they call a headache something new. They call us, you know, when you have aches and pains in your body, you notice it has a title now. When your mother used to say, girl, go get that liniment or you know, and put it on there. But now you got to go to the doctor, get a title, get a prescription. Then here comes the witchcraft, you know, because that medication is 
itself is is inducive or and mind altering. So it's full of witchcraft. And then before you know it, your aches and pains are worse, more severe, because the medication has pulled your mind over into the sickness. Amen. See, it's all just a setup from the enemy. Not saying not to take your medicine, but I'm talking about for an ache or a pain, something that was so minor. You know, and I remember when my mother, she used to make us, uh, what's that, slings to put on your arm. If she thought you were had a broken bone or you sprained something, she, my mother would get that uh, rubbing alcohol and just all kind of stuff and wrap that thing up with a gauze. I don't know where she found them bandages. I don't know. And she wrapped that thing up so tight you thought you had a crutch. And you would keep moving, and in a couple days you were well. Amen. And so I don't know where they're getting all of these, but see, this is the thing with all these titles, these new, these new diseases. Uh, Milo, fibromyalgia. That's just pains in your body. You know, uh, you know it may be a little more severe, but back in the day before they gave it a name, it was easier to fight. Y'all understand? See, the devil comes up with names because names are hard to fight because you have to fight the disease and then you have to fight the name. Amen. See, because they don't like the name of Jesus, so, they, so the devil tries to give us a name to fight. They're trying to really come back at us. See, the devil tries to come back with his ammunition. And so he gives a title to everything, every ache and pain in your body, and that makes it all the more... You know, it's, infl- it's inflammatory, amen, and harder to deal with, harder to get rid of. Where a simple headache is not simple anymore because it has a title. Now it's a migraine. I never heard of migraines when I was a young girl, amen. I'm sure people had them all the time, but they got healed because they didn't have to fight a title, amen. So a title uh, is harder to fight because you have two things to fight. You have the, the symptom and you have the name. So it's very uh, cleverly organized in the, the dark kingdom. And it's an onslaught against the Christian. Amen. But I'm telling you that God is bigger than any title that we know. Amen. Hallelujah. His name is above every name. It's above cancer. It's above whatever it is that they come up with. And the Bible distinctly tells us, and any name to come, Jesus will be bigger than that. Amen. Hallelujah. So he'll be bigger than any name that they can ever come up with. Amen. Hallelujah. So Proverbs 29, verse 25. Hallelujah. And it says, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Hallelujah. So the Bible urges us not to fear man because it will bring a snare into your life. But to fear God with a reverential fear, with an awe of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's a, a worship, knowing that God is bigger than anything on earth. He's bigger than any situation. He's bigger than any name. He is bigger than any situation. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to know who we are and whose we are. We have to know that our God is bigger than any name. We have to know that he will 
fight heaven and hell to back us up. You have to know his love. Amen. Knowing the love of God. See, when you know the love of God, you know the power of God. There's power in his love. There's power in the name and power in his love. Let's go to 1 John 4. Hallelujah. God is a powerful name. His son Jesus fought sickness and disease so that we could go free. Amen. He's given us all rights and privileges to heaven, all rights and privileges to use his name. You know, sometimes a man on earth, he don't want you using his name. You better know him before you use his name. But Jesus, (laughs) you can use his name. Amen. He's given us that authority. He's given us permission to use his name. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what I, I did I tell you first, John? Oh, okay, I went to John. Okay, first John 4. Verse uh, 18. And it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love Cast out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So when that spirit of fear comes upon you, it tries to knock you down, knock you out. So you'll forget that God loves you. So you'll forget whose you are and who you are. Amen? And you have to remember. See, the Bible says to... Uh, encourage yourself in the Lord. A part of encouraging yourself in the Lord means to remind yourself. Speak to yourself on the inside. Or let your inside speak to you. Have your insides ever spoken? Because you know something will come to you, the Holy Spirit, and say, that's not true. He loved you. He's not left you. You know? You have to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and get you back on solid ground. Amen? You know, God is with you. He's not left you. You know, this situation is secure. God will straighten it out. All you have to do is trust him. Amen? So there's no fear in love because perfect love when you know the perfect love of the father god when you know his power you know his authority you know who he is and you know that you belong to him you know that you know you're a child of god though we mess up there's the cross and you can always go to the cross and repent and get back in with god amen hallelujah that god keeps short accounts his accounts are not long amen his books are well kept and it's always wiped clean every day. Isn't that something? Could you imagine how much, many people screw up and how he wipes his, his, his books clean? You know, as soon as you, you repent, he's forgotten already what you've done. Amen. And so perfect love will cast out fear because fear has torment. Amen. Wondering, not, you know, not knowing. You know, just like that woman in jail in, in a, another country. I'm sure that spirit of fear tried to hit her. But I'm sure the Holy Spirit comforted her. And that's the Holy Spirit's job, to comfort you at the, in these times. And tell you, God has not left you. He is still with you. Amen. You know, God will send ministering angels. I'm sure they visited her in the cell and ministered to her in that hospital when she was in labor. Amen. And comforted her. 
and, and ministered the, the word of life to her. And she, was, she said that she was just content because the Holy Spirit just, you know, made her feel and understand and know and not forget that God was with her. Amen. And that's a wonderful thing. You know, you have to know who you are and know that God, know his love, know that he will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. He will never forsake his love was his first love. Amen. So perfect love cast out fear because fear has t- torment. And he who fears has not been made perfect in love because faith works by love. So this is the thing. If your faith is not working, get with God and go over the love walk. You know, if you are... Um, not sure in God's love for you. Get with him and let him know. God, I just don't feel your love. Sometimes I don't feel your presence. You know, I don't know what's going on with me, Lord, but I'm asking that you help me and help me to find you. He will. Amen. Everybody, I believe, gets like that at some point. Amen. Until you know that you know that you know. See, what God wants us to know is no matter how bad we mess up, he is with us. Amen. He never turns us away, no matter how bad we are, because that's the kind of God we serve. So we must know there's a knowing, and this knowing comes from experiencing him personally. See, you can't know God just by reading about him. You can experience some uh, understanding of who God is, but... You have to experience him personally on the inside. Amen? And so when you get in really bad trouble and you need God to show up for you and make you strong until he, his deliverance comes, it's good to know him personally like Martha and Mary knew him. Amen? That they loved him so much they wiped his, his tears with their hair, with her hair. You know, she sat at his feet. And they personally attended him. And that's what, that's in the secret place. You go and you personally attend to him and he personally attends to you. Now the average, amen. And see, this is what's lacking in the church. We know about him. We know that word. We even know what response the word is going to bring. You know, this hallelujah, people know the right scripture to come out talking about, to get people all riled up. But I'm telling you, this is a personal situation. It's a personal walk with God where you know him and you know he loves you. And you're sitting there waiting for him to tell you something new. Amen. Something you didn't know. Amen. See, religion tells you, I heard that already. I know that scripture. I heard this before. But when you personally have a a relationship with the Lord... Every experience is a new experience. Amen. It's just like having a new boyfriend. Can y'all relate back there? See, they smiling. See, you know where you you get you still have that what's the word? Did <laughs> them goosebumps. Amen. That that's the way it can be with God. I've experienced that. Amen. And so we need that closeness and that excitement of God. Amen. Are y'all here today? Look, Crystal say, say what? That closeness. Amen. That excitement that he gives us when we get to know him. And there's, there's, it's a heart 
situation where your heart gets involved with his heart. Amen. And you take everything and you dump it on him. Now's the time to dump. Amen. See, a boyfriend will tell you, baby, I ain't got time for that. I thought you were straight. <laughs> but God will say, dump it on me. Just dump it on me. Keep dumping it on me. And he never gets tired of what we carry on the inside because he wants to erase it and take it away. Amen. And he does. And he will. Amen. Because he is all that we really have. And so to sit at the feet to develop this closeness. Amen. It'll take away the fear. Amen. It'll take away the anxiety. It'll take away everything that is not like God, that's, that the devil tries to force us. He forces, you know, the devil forces evil upon us. He forces um, different things like destruction, you know, and he's a perpetrator. And he crosses the line. It's nothing for him to cross the line that the depth that Jesus has, that bloodline. And he'll try to cross it. If he can't do it physically, he'll try to do it in your mind. You understand? To make you think that he has more power than Jesus. And, it's, and you'll buy that lie if you don't know the love of God. Amen? You have to know the love of of the Father and and how far He will go for you. He goes to the end of the earth, Amen. There's nothing too far, nothing too, you know. That's why the the Bible in Ephesians say we need to know the depth and the height and the length, Amen, of His love, and you know that by personal relationship, Amen, by experiencing Him personally by experiencing God's love personally does everybody understand what I'm saying amen not just hearing amen not just understanding his love through a knowledge of him but knowing because you've experienced something on the inside amen are y'all here hallelujah and once you experience that, nobody can take it away from you. Hallelujah. Once you experience Jesus, I don't care what comes upon you, you always know that you know that you know that he is there. Hallelujah. And so this is the, these are the things that causes fear to wane, you know, because the devil will hit you with fear. Amen. He lives for that. And he lives to uh, cause, uh, what's the, snares in your life. He likes that excitement of hayyan, you know. <laughs> Amen. But see, we have a more stronger weapon against him. See, he uses what we don't know. He uses that, uses that element of surprise. But we use the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The word of God is alive and quick and sharp. Amen. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. And it devours and it cuts through anything that the devil has planned for your life. Amen. And nothing, amen, nothing catches the Holy Spirit off guard. Nothing. Amen. So we need to possess 
God's love, which is result, uh, which results in fearlessness. We have to possess it. And it's a confidence that God puts on the inside of you once you experience him, amen, personally. Once you experience him personally, there's a built-in confidence on the inside of you that the devil cannot take away from you, amen? Amen. And when you look back, you wonder where did that come from? Hallelujah. How did I go through that? How did I survive such an attack of the enemy? Amen. How did I make it through? Man, but God, but God, he loves us so much that what he really does is he swaps places. Amen. He is the great exchange. Amen. Beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. And whatever else that scripture says, for the spirit of heaviness, he takes it all away. Amen. And he swaps positions with us. Hallelujah. Man. Man. You know, when that Miriam was in that, that jail cell, being treated so poorly because of the Jesus that she loved. I'm sure angels went in there and swapped places with her. She was just there in the in body. Amen. But they ministered to her and they, you know, encouraged her, blessed her. She probably thought she was on a cloud. And I'm sure they bought a team with them to help her care for her child. You know, she was nursing a baby while she was in there. And so God, this is what he does. When you know. When you know the Father's love. Amen. Even if you've not experienced it, but maybe a few times. You're always welcome to come back. Once you get that door broken down, hallelujah, once the veil comes up and you walk through that, that door, shut the door, shut the door, <laughs> shut the door and stay in there as, until you are healed emotionally, physically, amen, spiritually, amen. And I'm telling you, God takes away the fear. Not that the devil won't quit trying, but he can't overcome. He won't overcome anything that God has his hand on. Amen? He won't because he can't. Hallelujah. So experiencing God and hearing his voice clearly and possessing his love causes fear to wane. And out of it, we gain a confidence in God, a confidence that we never experienced before. Amen. And this is when we know the love of God. There's no dread. You don't dread facing. You ever faith, dreaded something? Ugh, ain't that a horrible feeling? It's like, here this is again. But when you experience the love of God, especially when it's fresh, and it wasn't 10 years ago. Amen. When it's a fresh revelation of Christ and who he is and a fresh uh, uh, experience with God, when it's, it's like that, there's no dread. You, you face it. You say, bring it on, devil. Bring it on. Amen. Hallelujah. And, that's, and see, you know what that is? That's the care of God. The care of God. His love is his care. So there's other ways to receive and to, uh, I call it, um, to, to enjoy 
uh, this freedom and this liberty outside of fear, and it's to allow God to abide in you. Amen? Hallelujah. See, God makes many ways for you to find him. That's what I'm trying to say. If you abide in him and his word abide in you, hallelujah, then you can be perfected in his love. So God abides in us and us in him because he's given us his spirit. Amen. And that's why it's good to be full of the spirit. Exercise that gift every day. You don't have to get radical with it. But it's a personal gift between you and God. Amen. And it keeps you abiding in his love and in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. And you won't experience fear. Fear will try you and it will fail. Amen. Hallelujah. So love is perfected in us. And as he is, so are we in the world. Amen. That's when the enemy in the world look at you and know who you are because he is in you so as we are we are in him and he is in us and so are we in the world and when they look at us they see him they see his power and his glory they see light and life amen and the enemy hates it so he'll just get another strategy against you and and god will come up with another strategy against him amen and, and see, and let me tell you what the devil does. He go mess with another weakling. He go mess with the religious. He go mess with the weak. Amen. Because he knows that when you shoot back, you're not shooting blanks. Amen. And so he'll go and mess with someone else that's weaker or someone that won't exercise the gifts or exercise what God's given them because they're lazy. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says also that he's given us power, love. We talked about power is his word and love, the love of God. And he's also given us a a sound mind. So a sound mind is given to those who love and to those who are called according to his purpose. A sound mind is safe thinking. It's a renewed mind, according to Romans 12, too. A sound mind is a disciplined mind where you don't allow yourself to get sidetracked and drift off. See, you see, sound minds don't drift off. Amen? Sound minds stay with what's going on. Hallelujah. A sound mind is sent what the world calls centered. You know those people that do yoga? It centers me. Well, the word of God will center you, amen. (laughs) But that's a sound mind. A sound mind has uh, uh, disciplined thought patterns, amen. In other words, you know when you're getting off into wrong thinking. You say, now, wait a minute, this is getting too crazy even for me. And so you repent and back up, amen. (laughs) Been there, done that. You sit up and watch people long enough, you drift off into cuckoo-ness. I'm telling you. And you have to just repent and say, God, I'm getting back where I was. Amen. Hallelujah. Safe thinking. Because some of this stuff that you see, it, it, it messes your thinking up. And then you look up and you're off. Off because you sat and watched some goofball too long. Amen. 
So it's a disciplined thought process. And it's the ability to understand. It's the ability to make right decisions when you have a a sound mind. Amen? A sound mind includes a quality of self-control. That's a sound mind. A sound mind includes uh, self-discipline, trust and faith and a commitment to the Lord. That's a sound mind. A sound mind has no fear because they know who loves them. So they're in God. Hallelujah. So our trust and faith is committed to the Lord. And we refuse to fear. Or we refuse to fear man. We, ref- we refuse to fear man's circumstances. You know, man can, your boss can uh, threaten you. Well, you know, we're going to fire you. And then you look at this and say, now where's God in all of this? You know what I'm saying? And if you've done anything to mess up, you can repent. And God is called tell them, you ain't getting rid of them. See, God is with the believer always. He is always with the believer. Amen. Amen. But sometimes we have to understand, well, why did I get fired? Because you really didn't want that job no way. Amen. Or something. You know. Or sometimes God don't want you there. But, you know, you go when you get ready. Not when somebody sits, when man says it's time for you to go. Because he don't even know the, the length of his days. Amen. All right. So let's go to Matthew 10. Mama's done. Matthew 10. Hallelujah. Uh-oh. I don't have my glasses, but I'm doing good. I haven't messed up too bad. Matthew 10, verse 28. Hallelujah. And it says, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Amen. Well, let me start at 27. It says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in light. This is Jesus talking. It says, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. This is Jesus saying, whatever I tell you, not man. And in verse 28, it says, and do not fear those who kill the body. But cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. Hallelujah. In verse 29 says, And are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from the Father's will. Hallelujah. And the very hairs on your head are numbered. Amen. And so God, when you see this, this gospel is a God-led gospel. It's a God-led gospel. You have to allow God to lead you. When you get off track and start leading or cutting your own way, then fear comes in. That's how fear comes in. Because then you get stranded. Amen. See, when you start to, well, let, let me just put it like this. It's a spirit of covetedness that will come in 
and cause you to start coveting. I want to do my own thing. And so then you will start to cut your own path instead of allowing God to lead you on his path. Amen. It's kind of like putting in an asphalt driveway. You, you know what I'm saying. You got a cement when you say, I don't want that no more. I want the driveway over on the left side of my house. And you have asphalt put over here. Y'all know. And then you're driving up on the wrong side. Of, you know, it wasn't well thought out. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, when God leads you, he leads you along the right path. Amen. And so when he does that, he's there to protect and throw down any enemy that comes your way. Amen. But when we start to try to lead our own way and cut a new path, which is not the path of God, there's fear involved with that. Amen, sister. And why is there fear? Because the unknown shows up. And that makes sense? And then you say, what do I do? Well, guess what we do? We call on the name of the Lord. (laughs) You back with him again. You got to depend on him even on your wrong path. And God is a good God. You know, it's a win-win situation. I don't know why people go back to the world. I just don't get it. Ain't nothing out there. Because, you know, when you are out in the world and you cut your own path, the devil is right there to beat your head in and kill you if you can. I'm seeing him kill people, too, you know, when you get on the wrong path. But you know what? If you cry out to God, he is there, even in our wrongness. That's a win-win situation. Amen. You might lose a little something. Amen. But I'm telling you, God will restore you and, and just help you, even in wrong situations. Even in, you know, it's kind of like you didn't invite him to the party, but he comes anyway. Because <laughs> he said, oh boy, she's way over there. And so you cry out, and he comes. Amen. And sometimes he just invites himself to your party uninvited. He'll come because he loves his children, especially his called out ones. He don't want you to get away from him, so he'll invite you himself to your party and bail you out. How about that? Amen. So he, you know, don't be afraid of man who can only kill the body and not the soul. Amen. But fear God. He is all power, all authority. Psalm 27. All power and all authority. 27.1. The goodness of God just can't be really be summed up. Psalm 27 verse 1. And it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. In other words, he's our deliverance. Whom shall I fear? See, there's only one person that can put you in a heaven or a hell. So why you fear man? Why do we fear circumstances? Why do we fear our boss? Why do we fear what the government's going to do? Why do we fear them cutting our check? They can't cut your check. They better be adding on to it. Amen. <laughs> we going to cut your check. Can't cut your check. Amen. You know, all you got to do is speak a thing. 
speak a thing. You know, you tell them how much your check is going to be, how much you need it to be, because the Bible says we write our own ticket. You know, God gives us a blank check in life. You fill it in. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, see, religion is saying, well, I don't want to be greedy. Well, give the rest to me. I'll take it. Don't, I don't want to take your money, but you understand what I'm saying. And so you write your own ticket with God. Don't be afraid to speak up because God wants you to have it. He's your light and your salvation. In whom will we fear? Amen. We don't fear what the devil can take from us. Look, he can't take nothing. He can't take your tithe. It's holy. He can't take anything. The first is holy already. God has his hand on it already. So it's his already. Firstborn, first day of the week, you know, all of that stuff. Whatever is the first. It's a list of them in the Bible. He has, it, it's already his. That's really why Malachi says you're robbing God. Because it's, it's holy and it's his already. Amen. That's why. But he can't take your tide. He ain't going to take, take your tide. And the devil tries to steal it from you. I've seen him do it, and I've seen him have to let it go. Amen. Because it's too hot for him to hold. He don't know what to do with the tide. Are you kidding me? <laughs> go and give it to some rapper to buy big chains and silver teeth. And it's just ridiculous what he does. Amen. Hallelujah. But we're funding the gospel. We're talking about holy what's holy. Amen. Praise God. And it's already spoken for. God has already blessed it. So all you got to do is give it where God tells you. And it's got to come up. And I don't know why I'm talking. It's, it's going to come up. It's already your harvest. is already uh, assured. What's the word? Yeah. It's already there. It's, you, can, you can make book on it. Because you're obeying God. And it's, he's already touched it. So it's already holy. You can't make profane out of something that's holy already. You can't do it. That's why the Bible tells you keep holy things holy and profane things. You got to keep them separated. And so that's why he says, you know, you, you rob God when you, you know. Nobody ever told us that. They don't tell you that. They tell you you're robbing them, but they don't tell you that thing is already set apart for his use, that it's holy, it's touched already. All you got to do is sow it where you want to sow it and watch the harvest come up. Amen? Mm-mm-mm. It's guaranteed. <laughs> Hallelujah. It just is. When you're looking for something, you will surely find it. It has to come to pass. Shoot, this, and this, this is a faith thing. And you know what? Even if you don't believe it, do, in this, these things concerning finances, a provision, he says, test me. Yeah. Amen? Because, see, he's already shown it to us with the farmer. Yeah. When he puts, I don't know why I'm going into the offering. But God wants to bless somebody in here. Amen? Yeah. See, when, he, when, the, when farmers get the seeds and put it in the soil. He don't put this seeds in the soil until that soil is prepared. Once they, they, he prepares the soil, he gets that seed and he puts it in and he, he's expecting. 
he knows. In other words, he can go right where he, you know, some people tag it. I think farmers that are experienced in what they do don't tag nothing. They know where they plant things. And when that little plant comes up, he says, that's a corn, that's, you know, whatever, strawberry. They know when it's this big and all of it look green to us. But they know, and they know where they plant, and they, they are waiting for that harvest to come up. They are waiting for it. Amen? They have to trust God. It's a faith thing because they have to trust God for the right temperatures to nourish the seed. They have to trust God for the water in the right amount. They have to trust God for the right uh, conditions of the atmosphere, you know. And so they trust God with all these things, and they still, and even if the, the weather, the devil gets into the weather and puts a storm, they still go back to the seed expecting, expecting to have a harvest. And they get it. They get it. Amen. So like the farmer, we have to get in faith. Amen. Whatever God gives us, no, just watch and look for it. Expect to get it back. Amen. Don't just give and, and say, well, it's gone. No, it's bringing something back with it. <laughs> Amen. A lot of something. Amen. And you don't have to wait forever either because the Bible says Isaac sowed and he reaped in that same year. That means in the same season. It wasn't a whole year. In the same season that he sowed, he reaped. Amen. So look for it. Expect it. Because God has everything that you and I need and more. Amen. Did we read Psalm 27, 1? Yeah, the Lord is my light, my deliverance, my salvation, and whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. See, all strength comes from him. It's, you know that scripture that says, I think it's in Psalms, it says, Some trust in chariots and horses. It says, But I trust in the living God. Amen? Put your faith and your trust and your hope in God because he's the deliverer. Hallelujah. In him will I trust. Amen. It says in verse 2, when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Hallelujah. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Hallelujah. It says, one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will... That will I seek. That will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. And that's in the secret place. All the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple. In other words, you get in there and you go around and look around and find what you need. And, and you get serviced. You know those full service places? that yeah, that you used to work, uh, what's that name, Mario's? You go in there, you get serviced, amen, in the secret place. God takes care of you, amen. He gives you everything in this song. <laughs> amen. In him will I trust. And I have one more scripture, and that's in Luke 10. Hallelujah. God wants us to get rid of fear because fear not only does it have torments, it, it negates your faith. 
Hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom will I be afraid? So we need to challenge the spirit of fear and fight back. Speak to it with our God-given authority and power, knowing in whom we believe. You know, we, this is the only way we have success. Luke ten nineteen says, if I can find it. And it says, Behold, I give to you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Nothing shall hurt you. Amen. In other words, God sends his help. He sends whomever and whatever he has to help you. Amen. Faith works by power of God. It works by love. And so when you know that he loves you, you know that he will send help. You know, the Bible says, I am your help in the present time of danger. And so he is our help. When you know the love of God, because you've experienced it, you know that he'll send help. And you don't fear that he won't. Amen? Like that lady. How in the world do you think she felt being in a, a, a... The enemies of God had her. The enemies of God had her. And she was released. Amen. <laughs> you know what? Just putting myself in her place with the mindset I have right now, she expected it. She expected to be released. Amen. She probably looked up and said, What took y'all so long? Amen. Because she expected her great big God to come for her. Amen. And I'm sure she walked that cell day and night and bound that devil. And I break your power, Satan. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot hurt a child of God. I've given you, I've been given power and authority over you. You are under my feet, Satan. And I resist you in Jesus' name. You know, I won't fall for this fear. She came against him in her cell. And I bet you she started praising. I know she did because she's out praising and worshiping the Lord. Amen. Magnifying his name and making him Lord over all. You know, knowing that his name is above every name. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm almost done. You know, Joshua was given this command to not to fear. You know, in Joshua um, 1.8. Let's go there. That'll be the last scripture. Joshua was told, be, uh, what was that? Be, be confident. Don't fear. You know. Yeah, your steps are ordered by the Lord. And he says, in every, every place that your feet tread, God says, I've given it to you already. Amen. He says, so be victorious. You know, be very, very victorious. Amen. Not fearful. You know, Caleb was about 80, and he, he said, I, I feel 40. He said, give me my mountain. Amen. See, those are the kind of people I want hanging out with me. The fearful ass, stay home. 
But I want the, the, those bold people like Caleb says, give, we can take this mountain. Amen. He's one of the ones that came back with a good report. He didn't have a grasshopper mentality. He says, we can take this mountain. Amen. You know, if God said that he's given it to you, he's given it to you. Amen. A promise doesn't get old with age. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful of that. A promise just doesn't get old. See, Joshua and Caleb held on to the word of God. And though they were in their 80s, Caleb said, I feel 40. And we can still take this mountain. Whatever mountain came before them, a mountain is any kind of problem. Fear, depression, the enemy himself that came and tried to uh, overthrow them. He says, we can take this mountain. And he didn't get in fear. Amen. So he says, give me my mountain. Amen. Don't let discourages come in. See, when discouragement comes in there, you don't feel like you can take a, a, a grasshopper. You feel like the grasshopper. And you feel like the enemy is a giant. But you know, the Bible says that we're the giant. We're the giant that has fallen asleep. And we need to get up. Amen. And arise. Hallelujah. And you know, you know what's crippled the church? Let me tell you what's trip, crippled the church. Separation. The body that's pulled together, and it's, it's, it fights itself. It's like your kids fight. Don't nobody like their kids to fight one another. That's the worst hurt a mother can endure. And so Father God has to sit and watch his children fight against one another. Amen. They've got this group over here. And we don't believe in that. You can't be no preacher. You're a woman. You know, and all this crazy stuff. Well, we don't believe that part of the Bible. We, you know, well, we're full gospel. We just don't do that. And all of this separation, divided. Amen. And so Satan likes to divide people. He's divided the church. But God is calling this giant, you know, who's laying down. And it's like, like the transformer that was broken on the ground. And he's calling these parts back together. Amen. And he's called this, this gentle giant that's so angry and so separated. See, because people want to do what they want to do. If, they, if I don't agree with that, it ain't about what we agree with. This ain't our gospel. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm telling you, we need to go back to the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to go back to the cross and to fellowship with his sufferings like Paul did. That's why that's so important. It's important that you, so you won't have fear. I'm telling you, when you know the, the length and the depth and the height of the love of Christ, you won't have fear. Amen. And fear cannot uh, torment you. Well, going back to Joshua, in Joshua 1.8, God gave some instructions. Amen. And let's read in verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. I love that word. It's the word of the day. <laughs> Amen. That word will go through you, honey. If, it, if That's the prophetic word of the day. Amen. It's arise. Hallelujah. And you know what that word means? It means 
be made whole. Arise and be made whole. Arise and be who God's called you to be. Arise and take your rightful place in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Arise. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you have to get up and and come back together. Amen. No more this separatism. You know, the devil, he puts the Satan throws people in, especially prophetic ministries always, the devil is always planting people. And it's to divide and conquer. Amen. But I'm telling you, the people of God is not going to put up with this anymore. People like you and me, we're not going to put up with it anymore. And we're going to arise as as one unit. You know, arise as a body. And because where there's unity, there's strength. And see, the devil knows that. That's why he picks and picks and picks apart offense. You know, and he does it through offense. Let me tell you, that's what you mostly see, offense. You know, and then people say, well, I'm misunderstood. You understand that some of that is the devil does try to make you misunderstand one wrong word. Because he's trying to separate, divide, and conquer. That's his game. Amen. But I'm telling you, we're moving into a new season where God is telling us to arise and put on your new adorned clothes. Amen. Arise and put on your holy clothes, your clothes of purity, and your clothes of righteousness hallelujah and through these clothes these clothes of righteousness you can do the works of him that sent you while it is yet day for when darkness come no man can work so we just thank you father hallelujah we praise you lord thank you jesus hallelujah that we are one body one nation under god indivisible And we thank you, Father, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Where there's unity, there is strength. Hallelujah. And success comes from obedience, obeying the word of God. Joshua was told to be strong and be very, very strong. Verse 5 says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And I will not leave nor forsake you. Hallelujah. So be strong. And these are the instructions of God. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you, and do not turn it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Hallelujah. And verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Hallelujah. <laughs> that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God wants us to get rid of distractions. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Follow instructions. Obedience will get you a long way. And deal wisely in your affairs of life. Only You can only deal wisely what's it, with what's in front of you by obeying God. Amen. Hallelujah. And God will be with you wherever you go. And these instructions that he gave Joshua caused Joshua to come out. He was the only two people came out after the 11-day journey that took 40 years. He came out an old man but a young man. I am old, yet I am young. Amen. He came out because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Amen. He came out because of obedience. He came out because trust his trust in God. He came out because he didn't fear. He cast fear aside. He did not allow fear to stop him. Amen. He didn't call, allow fear to cause him to miss out on the promise. And though most of those fell, fell you know, in the, they died in the wilderness after 40 years. Those who were obedient came out. Amen. God will always bring you out if you trust him. He will always bring you out if you not submit to fear. Fear is your enemy. It's the biggest enemy we have is fear because fear stops you. You know, fear has not not only, I believe one reason it's the biggest enemy, it has a, a natural effect on us and it has a mental effect on us. Amen. And so we won't yield to fear. Amen. We will use the spiritual weapons that God's given us because God loves us. We will experience God in a a more personal way so that when the enemy comes, we'll know that we know that we know that God loves us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you love us and you've not given us the spirit of timidity, Lord, but you've given us power, love, and a sound mind. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we'll, we use the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, Lord God. And we thank you, Father. We thank you and we bless you. Hallelujah. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. You don't have to settle for fear. Amen. Because fear has torment. Amen. Fear has a list of illnesses that follow it. Amen. And so the devil is a liar. Amen. Hallelujah. And God will, amen. You know what God is saying to me right now? He says, I'll go to the ends of the earth to help my precious called out people. The ends of the earth. Where is that? We don't know. But we don't want to allow the devil to make us feel like we're running and running to the ends of the earth to get away from him. But, you know, we're a giant that God is putting back together all parts. The hand can't operate without the arm, and the arm don't operate without the neck and the shoulders. And we're a separated piece of equipment that God loves so dearly. He's calling it back together. Amen. And this gentle giant 
that's on the ground is going to get up and manifest in such a powerful way, amen, that the devil is going to be sorry he ever touched a child of God, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, we praise you, Lord God, thank you, Father, we praise you and we lift you up in the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord, we love what you're doing. You're putting us back together because we are broken. Amen. Hallelujah. But we have victory. We have power and authority. In the name of your son, Jesus. The name that's above every name. Amen. In any name to come, it's above all names. And we thank you, Father. And we bless and lift you up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If there's anybody that needs prayer, 